0: Hello friends, welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. I have a question for you. Have you heard? Have you heard that Revelation Wellness Platoon 28 instructor training is now open for registration? Our instructor training is one of a kind and this past fall, we launched our brand new faith-based instructor training curriculum, which is unlike anything you will find in the fitness world. Our instructor training consists of nine weeks of online Zoom classes and small group time, a four-day virtual retreat, you can choose between two tracks, our traditional Revelation fitness group fitness instruction, and now RevX focused on athletic metabolic conditioning. And you will get tools to facilitate the wellness revelation study and so much more if you have been thinking about instructor training for a while or even if it's the first time you're hearing about it don't neglect the tug that you are feeling in your heart everyone is welcome at the table you can get more information and download a packet to get all your questions answered and start your journey the link is in the show notes for our instructor training packet and our enrollment advisors will be so happy to talk with you, meet with you, and answer all your questions. And now, on to our episode of Revving the Word for today. We love to put these episodes in your hands. We love to see how they impact you and how you're using them. Would you consider leaving a review? We read them all, and we love to be able to spread the word by sharing the impact of the Revelation Wellness Podcast on you, on your family, in your community, and with the people that you love. Enjoy today's episode, and we can't wait to see you soon in all the places. Peace.
1: Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. (sighs) Okay, we are on our final teaching, but not forever done talking about prayer so welcome this is part four if you have missed any other parts go back and listen but for now let's take a few deep breaths and get excited this is good news i bring to you today that you have a god who loves you pursues you, wants to be with you, and talk to you, and wants to listen to what you have to say. Prayer, the intermingling of souls, talking with God, listening, interceding for people, right? Remember, the enemies are enemy. People are not. I know for some of you, you're here today, and people feel like it. People are in the way or obstructing your clear path to wherever you feel called to go. But remember, we are the body of Christ. And even for those who are not believers, God is using for his purposes. Everything is working in our favor if we have eyes to see and ears to hear. That's faith. And our faith is fueled by prayer, conversation with God, a listening ear for God. So as you move your feet right now, just de-stress. And today, we might have a few intervals, but invitation intervals, you don't have to do them. Want you to just feel, feel yourself moving into moderate intensity exercise, where we know research shows that you start to release the chemicals, neurotransmitters that fight sickness, disease, anxiety, depression, and your hippocampus, your place of learning and memory. It also produces new brain cells, one of two places in your brain. When you exercise, the hippocampus is active, producing some new brain cells. So you, there's no wonder you feel different after a workout. Really good for your brain. And what's good for your brain is good for your body. And Jesus had a body. (laughs) And he felt aches and pains, weary, tired. Yeah, had thoughts. you think about that? You know Jesus had thoughts according to his flesh, but he was without sin. It's not a sin to feel bad. It's not a sin to feel distant from God. But what will you do? Walk in the spirit. As we learned last week, and your spirit wants to pray. So, Father, here we are, positioning our bodies before you, opening up pathways so our minds can hear from you we can renew our mind according to your word, so we will not conform to the ways of the world, but be transformed to conform into the likeness of you. Do the word made flesh here, Lord. Thank you that you wanna do more than whittle down our thighs and pump up our muscles. We want it, bring it, in Jesus' name. Amen. So on a scale of 1 to 10, effort, anything above a 5, you are actively moving your body. Okay? 1 through 4. 1 is eyes open, laying in bed, breathing. You're alive. Take some work. Two, three, four, Moving throughout your day. Climbing a flight of stairs. It's a 4. <laughs> Probably a 5. But now we're moving on purpose. For the purpose of being changed by God's love. Is that your desire? Because if that's desire for you, you'll get that. What we want, what we look for, we find. That's faith. Certain of what we hope for and what we do not see. So today, part four of prayer, I wanna talk about how we should pray, kind of what we're needing, what keeps us kind of basically what we're gonna learn, but what we're missing in today's world that keeps us from praying. We know we talked about the four reasons, one of them being our flesh, and that's true. So today we're gonna bind our flesh. And we're also gonna talk about what to do when prayers don't get answered and we tend to turn to other things. Jesus didn't have his prayer answered, friends, and we're gonna talk about that later. He prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, if it be your will, take this cup from me. He prayed. Is there any other way? Father, if there's another way, do that. But not your will be done. So having an unanswered prayer does not mean you have an unfaithful God. Say that out loud. Having an unanswered prayer does not mean I have an unfaithful father. He's faithful. He's good. All right. So we're going to be talking about starting with how we should pray. And we're going to learn from our Jewish friends. Here's the thing the Jewish people had that we, we don't have. See, here's, we're, we'll talk about what we have that they don't have and what they have that we don't have. What we have <laughs> is worship of the one true God who came to save us, put on flesh, dwelt among us. Now, Jewish people do not believe in Jesus because he doesn't fit the mold of a king, a messiah, a ruler, someone to put things right. And just to sum it up, they were so busy, so absorbed in their laws and rules, so trained by their own strength that they missed him. And guess what, you know what? There are Jews for Jesus on the planet. And if you're out there, love you. What a mighty call you have on your life. These are Jewish people who do see Jesus, Messianic Jews. And we can learn so much from the Jewish people. We can eat the meat and throw out the bones. Take some things that, practices, that's the thing of the Jewish people. They're really good at practices, practicing. Everyone, your whole life is practicing, not performance, not perfection, but practicing. So the Jewish people have really good rhythms, disciplines, practices, and it's those practices that kept them from seeing (laughs) the beautiful one, the one who says, You cannot save yourself. Your practices, your rules, your regulations will not liberate you. They're there to show that you need something greater than a law. And as Christians, we have freedom from these laws, commands. That's why when Jesus is asked, what's the greatest commandment? Because at this point, there's over 600 from the Ten Commandments. 6, 590 some plus made more and so Jesus simplifies it in Mark 12, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength and love your neighbor as yourself, two greatest commandments, you can increase your effort to a 7 so we can see we can learn from each other. So here's the thing about Jewish people that we need a little more of in our life that we can learn in these practices. Jewish people are really good at encoding. Accelerate a bit. The word encoding means to convey Symbolically encoding. Some of you might be thinking about computers. When you do codes for computers, you know, you go to a website and you see an image behind the scenes. That's just a lot of code, a lot of symbols, dashes, ones, zeros. It doesn't, it's not actually the picture of a lake or a mountain. It's a lot of encoding going on to convey symbolically the Jews great at encoding. All the symbols. First of all, Jews were regulated to pray three times a day, morning, afternoon, and evening. Jews pray three times a day you find a a Orthodox Jew today, someone who still lives, it looks like you've seen these walking down the street. It looks like they're somewhere from Israel. Those are the really committed, committed Jews. They're still following all the laws of the Torah. Praying three times a day, morning, afternoon, and evening. And remember, Jesus didn't come to abolish the law, the Old Testament. Uh Uh-uh. He comes to fulfill it. He is the law. He is prayer. Jesus prays three times a day. Jesus does. We see that he brought this encoding and this practice with him. Why? Because he had never been separated from the Father. So you bet He's gonna pray. Us, we've always been separate, we've always felt this. We have been birthed into a falling world. And guess what? The Lord knows that. So there's a grace for us. And we're given the Holy Spirit. Pull back. the Holy Spirit in us wants to woo us to be like Christ, to think like Christ, to do like Christ. So Jesus prays. We see that the disciples go back and listen to part one and two. That's why I'm, the reason I'm doing this whole series, guys. Listen, here it is. If Jesus did it, we need to do it if jesus practiced it while in his meat suit <laughs> which it's more than a meat suit but you know what i mean his body that was sore weary tired like he needed to sleep isn't that something interesting we hear in the book of revelation that in heaven there's there's no nighttime. It's always light, which means, I mean, maybe I don't know, I don't know, haven't been there, but I don't think there's sleep. I think there's rest. But there's no need to sleep. If you think about it, sleep comes upon you like an intoxication. You can't keep your eyes open anymore. You're weary, you're tired, and the Lord permits sleep. You're going to need a cycle of rest on the earth. Close your eyes while in that body of yours. Be replenished and wake up. So Jesus in his weary body prays. Often the disciples can't find him because he's off in a lonely place with his father, longing to be with him. Come on. Do you long to be with Him? Just be honest. Do you? We're going to need to always contend with the question, do I want God or do I just want the blessings? Ask yourself, Holy Spirit, contend for us and convict us. We want God or just his stuff. Accelerate a little bit if you want. Invitation. Come on. You're doing great. Don't punish yourself. That's called asceticism. We don't do that. But if joy is rising and a feeling of thinking clearly, a sense of refreshment, celebrate. That's the Holy Spirit loving the hell out of you. So practices in coding. The Jews have a prayer book called a Siddur, And it's drawn for the writings of Jewish people across the ages containing Hebrew poetry and wisdom. For example, this is the morning prayer of the Jewish people. Let's learn, come on let's learn from them Jesus was a Jew came out of the line of David a devout Jewish warrior praise be to God I love it that God says I'm going to go with those Jewish people they're my people and then I'm going to disrupt things with Jesus so look at this practice morning prayer Blessed be he who spoke and the world came into being. Blessed be he. Blessed be he who maintains the creation. Blessed be he who speaks and performs. Blessed be he who decrees and fulfills. There's a rhythm here. Blessed be he who has mercy upon the earth. Blessed be he, say it with me, who has mercy on his creatures. Blessed be he. Who pays a good reward to those who fear him? Blessed be he who lives forever and endures to eternity. Blessed be he who redeems and saves. Blessed be his name. God, I love you and all you love it. Y'all challenged you in this series do you are your prayers rooted out of problems out of the brokenness of things of the world or is your prayer life rooted in the beauty of God and life this prayer blessed be blessed be he blessed be he y'all encoding Tip number one, make it about God. Get your conversation going. Be about the Father's business. But see, our flesh is prone to ourselves. And so we go to God in prayer for ourselves. But here's what I know about prayer that's based on ourselves it's boring. After time, just boring. Here I am again, droning on about me. (laughs) Exciting, blessed be he. It's violent to pray that kind of prayer, to give God praise when all your flesh wants to do is talk about the problems. So that's their morning prayer. And before eating or drinking, they pray. Accelerate a bit if you want. Before drinking wine, if any of you have seen The Chosen, that mini series, The Chosen, before drinking wine, they say, Blessed are you, the Lord our God, King of the universe, who creates the fruit of the vine. Come on pull back. If any of us feel a propensity to turn to a bottle of wine at the end of the night, can you say that prayer with every glass of wine? (laughs) Lift it up. Blessed are you, the Lord our God, King of the universe, who creates the fruit of the vine. You can't say that prayer with authenticity and truthfulness and a real heart of praise And be an alcoholic. Can't. Can't serve two masters. When seeing a tree blossom for the first time in the year, (laughs) this is what they'll pray. First of all, accelerate. They're aware of the season. Are you? They see a season changing, y'all. We don't pray because we're not aware. And we're not aware until we have an ache, until there's a problem. Come on, Holy Spirit, help us. (laughs) Come into our brains right now. Shut down the neural pathways that we travel over and over in pain. Turn up. Make neural connections right now in our cell of our being, in our neural pathways, that we are people of praise. And when we sense a problem, it's an opportunity to tug on the, the kingdom of heaven to come to earth and do what it wants to do through us as it is in heaven. So when seeing a tree blossom for the first time in the year, they pray, Blessed are you, the Lord our God, King of the universe. Pull back, who has withheld nothing from his world, but has created it in goodly creatures and goodly trees for the enjoyment of human beings. That the night is over, is here with a These are grateful Somebody's people. A in your heart, a and grateful
0: people, it will only be the, for I those who are family. aware You're
1: that there through. is somebody more going right than going wrong. Come on, your hands up higher, yeah. Come on. It's your last working song whatever level you want to be it's called breakthrough now pray for breakthrough yes but guess what don't forget god has already broken through (laughs) the lord tells me often lisa don't fight for something you already have what are you doing don't fight for something you already have and contend Go ahead, Elisa. Contend. Make your requests. Remember, we talked about one of the reasons we don't pray is because we're not patient. We don't see results. And so we punt on it. Don't do it. Don't play the enemy's game. Keep contending. Pray. All right. Okay, I'm going to run through some more encoding. This is how serious the Jewish people are about their prayer life or living remembering God. These symbols convey something. Here are some other symbols they use. Something called a mezuzah. When you enter their home, if it's a Jewish home, there's a small box containing verses from the Torah, written on parchment paper, affixed to the right side of the doorpost. Anyone ever seen these? It's like you know you're in a Jewish home. So beautiful. That comes from Deuteronomy 6:9, And you shall inscribe them, meaning God's word, on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Like they took that literally. They said, well, we got to do that. (laughs) So they have these mezuzahs. They have Shabbat candles. Candles that they light every Friday at sunset. And they burn through the following sunset on Sabbath, Saturday. They light those candles. As long as those candles are burning, we on rest. That's such a great thing. Come on, you guys, this is so smart for your brain. Everything about your brain is encoding. Give me reminders. The brain says, remind me, because as you wish, so it will be. So set up your reminders. Jewish people have shofars in their home, something uh, like a horn, a ram's horn that you blow on Rosh Hashanah. It's a call to repentance. They have menorahs that represent the lampstand, Exodus 25, 31 through 40, and the tabernacle's tabernacle's being built. There's a lampstand. When they rededicate the temple after its destruction, the menorah, and they added an eighth candle, the service candle. It's now what you see every Hanukkah, the actual menorah. Initially, it was a seven candle. The menorah has eight, because there's the service candle, the one that turns on the other seven candles. Yeah. Come on. I'm going to go quiet. God, encode on us to pray. Ask the Lord what your prayer life encoded, remembering, to pray, to praise, to direct your attention to God. God, would look like
0: and I can see way and I really don't know. Wall and i to pray. the heart, in mind, So they place
1: symbols around them? And they don't stop there, guys. They put symbols on them. The yarmulke. Yeah. Conveys that God is over them. That they're submitted to God. They have a prayer shawl called a tallit. And on that prayer shawl, are something called seat seats. Say that with me. It's always a fun one. Seat seats tassels affixed to the four corners of their prayer shawl to reminds them to pray. Tangible, they can touch it as the shawl is around them. Kind of like Catholics have the rosary, the beads. It's just a tool to remind you, tangible tool, pray. All right, and they're not done there. Another thing, a symbol they put on them. Accelerate, I'll come back, have fun. Father, we give you our bodies, our brains, our minds, our souls, our hearts, encode them.
0: Cover them
1: in your symbol of love. Cover them. Drench us. Dive deep into us, God, encode this. We are people of prayer. We are people of prayer. Scripture, spoken out loud as a prayer. Prayer and scripture. You want a breakthrough for your eating? Scripture and prayer. You want a breakthrough for your addiction? Scripture and prayer. Come on. You want a breakthrough for your body shame and dysmorphia, for your anxiety, depression? More scripture, more prayer, less noise of the world. Recover. (laughs) Good job. Can you smile? Yeah, have fun it's not fun. You're doing it in your flesh. You're just feeding your flesh and slapping a Jesus sticker on it. Might look good on the outside. That's what Jesus calls a whitewashed tomb. Looks good on the outside. Inside, still dead people. Okay, another symbol that they encode upon them to remember God, remember who you are and whose you are. I love this one. It's called the Teflon. also known as phylacteries. I encourage you to look this up. Google Teflon. It's T-E-F-F-I-L-I-N. These are two wooden boxes. They almost look like headlamps, two wooden boxes one affixed to their forehead and also on their left arm and then there's these straps everyone remember wrap bracelets (laughs) that's what it looks like this leather wrap bracelet leather wrap that affixes the phylactery the wooden box to their left arm and to their forehead seriously it looks like a headlamp they literally wear these as they pray they're taking (laughs) literally Deuteronomy 6, 7 through 9 when Moses said to the people about the word of God you shall teach them diligently to your children and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, your left arm, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. Those little boxes with parchment paper of scripture in them, kind of like the mezuzah. They literally put it on them. And then you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates, the mezuzah. Here's what I love. Man, I honor, I bow down like, me honor not worship but honor the jewish people they didn't play (laughs) like if he said it well we're gonna need to do that so let's make these phylacteries let's make a mezuzah let's put a yarmulke on our head let's light some candles let's blow a horn let's get this prayer shawl going you guys not only that not only do they place symbols around them put symbols on them, they also live in it. Something called a sukkah. It's a booth. It's, they literally take the Feast of Booths. It's a holiday where they would reenact the fact that it, the booths remind people of the time they lived in the wilderness. So some people that are devout Jews will build these booths today put it in their front yard and eat in it to celebrate their festival. And some will even sleep in them. Come on. All right, so here's the thing. I just spent the majority of this time highlighting these disciplines, these practices of a people who still missed it. How crazy is that? I'm telling you, just tells you. Your practices don't save you. Your workouts don't save you. Your routine, your rhythms won't save you. Christ does and did. So don't lose sight of that. Jesus comes and encodes one thing. His eagerness to be with the Father and do whatever he was doing. Jesus was the Messiah, God incarnate, and he simplified the symbols to one. What is it, friends? You want a symbol for the Christian faith? I love it. Let's keep it simple the cross. A cross. Remember the cross. The cross, it was so offensive to religious Jews. That's why having their Messiah, having a king die on a cross, no, no, no. And Jesus, love it. God goes, yeah, I did a little 180 on y'all. You were expecting a mighty king to come high and lift it up, but God sends us a baby in a manger that would die on a cross. The humility of, of God. It caught, it's a wicked googly, as my husband likes to say. It's a cricket term for a curve ball. That's a wicked googly. One expecting that. the cross. So what are we gonna do? Y'all? These are great practices that Jewish people have. Light a candle, sure, you wanna light a candle to remind you it's Sabbath, it's a rest day for you? Light a candle. You wanna wear some bracelets that remind you of God's word? Do it. But don't forget the cross. Pray the cross. Pray the cross, say that with me. Pray the cross, sister. Pray the cross, brother. What does that mean, Alisa? It means you're going to need to embrace suffering. We will be wrongly accused for doing God's will. We won't be understood, accepted, or well-liked. But we are never alone. God is with us in our suffering. So pray and be with him in your suffering. Things die so new life can come. Pray. Remember the cross. Pray the cross. Things die so new life can come. Embrace that suffering. I know it feels like death. Embrace it. Don't kick against the goat. Just breathe. This is why we train you guys. Listen, you you just moved your body. You embraced some suffering for 35 minutes. It's not the most comfortable thing to do, but it has to transcend your little workout time. You are a man who embraces suffering. You are a woman who can embrace suffering. You can take the pain, lift it to God, give praise, and know that he's resurrecting something. Pray the cross means embrace suffering. Second, expect resurrection. Expect resurrection. This is why you can pray expectantly. Life wins, life wins. I know people like to say love wins, but people can love and have no life jesus says i am the way and the truth and the life not the way the truth and the love he is the way the truth and the life love can be can be confused with lust but life you see it you know it that person's really alive god bring spiritual revival in us revive God resurrect our prayers resurrect pray with expectations of resurrection but here's the thing see we're selfish people and impatient you give up on the prayer when you don't see the resurrection friends what if your prayer I know that I'm here today because generations down my line, somebody prayed me here. I know my father did, even in his sins and transgressions, his addictions, I know he prayed that I would not suffer like him. I know he prayed that I would not marry a man like him. I am here on someone else's prayers. So stop being so selfish. Pray into it. If not for you, for your children. And if not for them, for your children's children. And if not for them, you know where I'm going. Expect resurrection. I am certain my mother and father are in heaven and looking and seeing resurrection. Prayers they carry. Carry your prayers. Pray the cross. We must encode the cross into our being. Jesus loved the Father with all his heart, all his soul, all his mind and strength. And it cost him his life so we could have life. He paid the price so we could be with the Father. And now we are to do the same, even if we don't see the completion of it. On this side of heaven, pray the cross embrace suffering and expect resurrection. I am certain you can do this today. I'm certain there will be opportunity today for you to embrace suffering. For some of you, it's denying your flesh of something you usually don't today. You can do that. And I know I can say that to you as my audience because a lot of you are here because you obsess over your body or you neglect your body. So you're going to have to embrace some suffering today and pray. That is your opportunity to put scripture and prayer to work. And you'll be transformed. I can write all the programs, do all the things, y'all. But if we don't do this, we're a house of cards. A wind will blow and off we'll go. Embrace some suffering today. Breathe. Everyone take a breath. See yourself doing the hard thing. That's what athletes do, Olympic athletes. They see themselves breaking the world record. See yourself in that meeting. See yourself in that conversation. Play it out. Holy Spirit, show us what we look like, biting our lip, sitting on our hands, embracing suffering so resurrection can come. And then expect resurrection, guys, and die to your impatience. I had so much more to share today, but I'm out of time. I might have to do a bonus episode on unanswered prayers. As we ended there with the cross, even Jesus himself. Oh man, I can go on. But there are things that he didn't get to see on the earth. He was only here 40 days after his resurrection, but he took a higher view. Now he sees it all. He always saw it all, but now he sees it and is with us and for us. Father, thank you for the gift of prayer. Thank you that Jesus made a way so our prayers don't bounce off the ceiling of religious practices. They actually make their way to the heart of heaven's home that you hear us from heaven that he has rended the curtain, the veil that kept us separated so we have access to you. We have your ear. And we have your heart. And we want more of your heart. So God, use this teaching. Remind us to pray the cross, the symbol of all symbols, the cross. God, help us to deconstruct it from just this hallmark symbol, something we see in, on churches, we're so familiar with it, God, it's unfamiliar. Come, refamiliarize us according to your spirit that leads us into truth. We love you. We thank you for the gift of prayer. I declare every ear that hears this is a prayerful person. And their assignment now is to pray. Pray without ceasing. For this is the will of God for their life. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, donors. Thank you, partners, for being here. You guys, we're heading into the end of the year. We have a massive uh, goal of reaching $100,000 for 2022 that we can begin. We're having, actually, today I have conversations um, about the app that we're developing. You've asked for an app, a way that this app will help make healthy habits for you rooted in scripture, rooted in prayer, so that you live it out. You're not just getting information. You're actually going to have application. You're going to be living vessels of God's love. And we're going to train you. The world's got you with some other apps and notifications. Okay, we'll do that. I'm going to need you to turn off some other ones. Put on, and remember what it means to put on a new self as you use the app. So, we need $100,000, that's our goal. I, don't even, I think that app's gonna be even more, but we know we're gonna need at least 100,000. We have 40,000 raised, just over 40,000. If you're looking for some end of the year tax-deductible donations, we are fully a 501c3 nonprofit. None of that money goes into any 401k for me or anything. Pray for my amazing employees this year. We're hopeful to get them health insurance this year, 30 ins- uh, employees. So, everything's costly. So, in order to do this app, I need some carry, I need people to carry some weight. I need to list a weight train with me. So, uh, you're invited. Put that in your ear and say, give generously for God has given us first. Love you guys. Thanks so much. Peace. shall be called he met.